Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. I saw a recent report from the Federal Reserve of New York. The total household debt rose by $16 billion in the second quarter of 2023. $16 billion with a B. The vast majority of this debt was consumer credit and car loans. So we're not talking people buying homes. We're not talking about student loan debt even. We're talking about consumer credit. And the reason I wanted to do this episode today is I'm seeing a weird shift, or it's probably not a shift. It's just something maybe that I've just become more aware of. Many of the people who come into our offices talk about wanting to be debt free. But if you look at the statistics, our society is really living a debt full lifestyle instead. And I watched a recent video from someone that just made me just totally confused. And this is a very prominent person, so I'm not going to say who, so don't come at me in the comments. But he was talking about how he only flies first class. And he did this before he could afford to do it. In his mind, it was like dressing for the job you want. You live the lifestyle you want, and then you'll earn enough, somehow magically, to make that lifestyle work. So basically putting that pressure on yourself by living outside your means to go out and hustle. The problem is that doesn't work in, in reality. At least it hasn't for me or anybody I know. And I just wanted to take a minute to really think through this. And, I, and I, as I was reviewing this, I thought of some of the things that I feel like are contributing to this problem or that the research has shown. One of those is that there are so many buy now, pay later options, so many different ways you can go into debt in the United States. We also have a major challenge in what's called lifestyle inflation. So if you don't know what that is, it's this mentality or this phenomenon, really, that we have seen in people that as you get a raise, you increase your spending. And then as you get another raise, you increase your spending. So what happens is, even though you might be making a really good wage, you're still living paycheck to paycheck. And we've talked about this before, that this paycheck to paycheck thing is happening all over the United States. And then I really think that many people believe that debt is just necessary, that you've got to be in debt if you want to be successful. And I think part of this is this huge emphasis on credit scores that we have. And I'm not saying that they don't have their place. We'll talk about that some more. But this mentality that I can't do anything without debt anyway, so it's just kind of a necessary evil. So I want to talk a little bit about this with you today, if you've got a few minutes, and, and maybe help shift our perspective a little bit, because I do think that there is a lot of risk when you put your financial journey in someone else's hands, which is what you're doing when you go into debt. You are putting your future self at a bit of a disadvantage with current decisions, and it's not always, un, you know, again, I'm going to come back to this, but it's not like all debt is created equal. But I want to talk about it nonetheless, because I think it's so important to your financial independence journey. So let's talk about what concerns us first when we look at this debt culture, which is what I'm going to call it, that we have absolutely entered a culture of debt. Instant gratification creates bad habits. Bottom line, this mentality that I can get anything at the touch of a button, it's dangerous. And I see it in myself. I've talked about this before, and it's something that I still have to kind of temper myself and, and be careful of. If I decide that I want a gadget, I can get online right now, order it, and have it in my hands same day or within a couple of days. 
That is some instant gratification. And the problem is it doesn't make me really think through whether I want that item. The reality is if I have to run to the store for it, I'm going to have to, I'm going to delay, or at least that's the way I am. You may find that you're different than that. But even just the fact that I have to get in my car and go to a store tends to derail me if I have to. But with the beauty of other apps and being able to buy online, I don't even have to wait. I decide I need something. I get online. I buy it. It's in my door. So that's one of the things that I think really creates this debt culture that we have. Living outside of our means. All of us have done it at some point, so I'm not saying this to be in any way judgmental, but if you find yourself outpacing your earning on a regular basis, pause, stop the bleeding, make some changes quick because this can really come back to bite you because it all adds up. So you might do a buy now, pay later at one, one place and a buy now, pay later at another place and go get a car that you can't afford and then you go get a mortgage and each of those decisions all by itself wouldn't have been a big deal but it can add up. And once it adds up, that's when you really get into trouble. I'll explain for me. I got a car when I was a freshman in college. I did need a new car. I had wrecked mine, but I didn't necessarily need the car I got. And in my mind, I made like $400 a month. So a $350 car payment wasn't a big deal. You see the math problem here, right? Already. You can hear it. That left me $50 wiggle room. Not a good plan. But at the time, I wasn't thinking through the long term. Oh, and by the way, I wasn't even paying close attention to what the car actually cost me. I was so focused on the monthly payment. But we'll deal with that in a second. What we're asking you to consider is that maybe the buy now, pay later has a bigger price tag on it than you think. So learning not to do that can help avoid a large portion of your income going straight to debt every month. Here's some statistics that I found when I was researching for this show. 21% of people don't even know if they have credit card debt. So almost 25% of people out there don't even know if they have debt at the moment. 43% don't know their interest rates. And y'all, I've been guilty of this one too, where I have no clue what my debt is costing me. That is something that when I bought my van, even just as early as four years ago, we bought a minivan because we got up to the sixth child and realized there's no way we can fit everybody in our other car. And I was distracted with the new baby and not paying attention, found out I was paying a ridiculous interest rate, was able to refinance it, thankfully, before all the interest rate hikes. But if you don't even know what your debt is costing you, that's a real red flag. And then 69% of people don't know how compounding interest works. Now, I get it. That's jargon. So let me let me talk through this. Okay. You charge something today. You pay interest on that next month. Okay. The next month, you're paying interest on what you originally bought plus the interest you already paid for the the month before, okay? So it's a snowball effect. So if you don't know how much interest you're paying and that is ever increasing, that can blow up really quickly. So there's what we get concerned about when we see people making a habit of carrying debt. But what other options do you have? If you're kind of in that boat of like, okay, now what? Well, I'm not saying that all debt is unacceptable, Most of us aren't going to be able to go get a house without having a mortgage of some sort. And your home is an appreciating asset. It's something that should increase in value over time. So not necessarily worried about that. And I understand life happens. If you don't have a car and you need a car, you got to get a car. But do you need your dream car right now? Or do you maybe go get something that you can afford and pay attention to what you're getting into with that debt to be sure that it fits within your budget, which if you don't have one, 
is the best place to start with getting one. So you know how much you can afford. And if you're buying that car, again, from my own experience, here's a couple tips. Don't focus on just what the payment is. Focus on how many months you're paying that payment. Focus on how much interest you're paying. There's a page that'll be in there that lists out what the total cost will be. Pay attention to that because you might be shocked to find out how much you're actually paying for that car when you do that. And as I mentioned before, don't go for the dream car for a couple of reasons. One, you may not be able to afford it. And two, you may not be able to insure it. You'd be shocked by what affects insurance rates, including the color of the car, by the way. I learned that one when I bought a red car once. Make sure while you're at the dealer that you're reaching out to your insurance provider to go, hey, I know the car is going to cost this much, but what's the impact on my insurance premiums? So you don't end up getting shocked by that. And by the way, you're going to owe some sales tax. So plan ahead for that. If you can't get them to cover it for you, not adding it to the cost of the car, preferably, then you need to make sure that you've got some wiggle room to pay that as well, because it's going to be due pretty quickly after you've bought the car. What we're asking you to do is just consider being mindful of your spending. If you have to make an expense and you haven't got that emergency funding there already, I'm not asking you to go without a fridge. I'm not asking you to go without a car, but I might be asking you to go without going out to eat for a while. I might be asking you to pick up a second job for a short time while you get things under control. Because sometimes a little bit of chaos is necessary to create order. What I'm also asking you to do is delay non-essential purchases. And I'm not saying forever. One little rule that I created for myself, because during COVID, I may have gotten a little carried away with Amazon, is that I put it in the cart, but I'm not allowed to buy it for at least two days. It forces me to delay that. And often when I do that, I end up not wanting the item anyway because it was just a momentary frustration. Y'all, I literally bought a bed frame, (laughs) okay? A bed frame, because I decided that, you know, I needed an extra bed frame in my home for guests during COVID. Don't ask, I was exhausted. But there's a lot of things that when you're just not in your best mindset, you're gonna make a decision that later on you'll question. So take some time, create some boundaries. Another one I've talked about in the past that if you've never heard it before, you might wanna try is, Take all your credit cards off of all the payment apps. Take all of your debit cards off the payment apps so that you have to actually get that thing out and type in the information or swipe it because it's a different mentality. You can't be as mindless if you have to pull the card out. And again, for me, there's been times where just the fact that I had to go get up and go get my wallet kept me from making an impulse purchase. Create boundaries that work for you. So what steps can you take to step out of debt culture? First thing you've got to do is take stock of where you're at currently. Acknowledge the mistakes you've made. Acknowledge the wins you've had because you may be in great shape and that's worth celebrating. But take stock and decide if your current spending habits match your values. There was something uh, I read one time and I've heard it a billion times since that said, take your checkbook, which I know none of us keep a check register anymore, but work with me here, and your calendar and I can tell you what you value most. It's still true. What you spend your time and your money on or what you value most, or do they? Do those values line up with what your checkbook would show? If not, it's time to make some adjustments. Create a plan to tackle it. You know, we're big planners here at GenWealth. I'll own that bias. I've seen the benefits. I've seen the fantastic kind of trajectory that it can put you on to have a plan. So start there. Get yourself a plan. And by the way, give yourself some grace. Just because you've made mistakes in the past doesn't mean you have to be grumpy about it still. It's not going to help you. Feeling shame, 
not going to help you. So just take a minute, acknowledge the mistakes, give yourself some grace, and start executing your new plan. By the way, one of the first steps on that plan, if you're trying to get out of debt, even before you pay off all the debt, is to build some emergency savings. And we always throw out 2000 as like the bare minimum if you're looking for a number to shoot for. But get something. Get something in place so you don't have to add more debt if things go awry. You also want to reward yourself for milestones. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go out and buy something every time you knock some debt out. Okay, let's not make everything monetized. But do something to acknowledge and celebrate your progress. And then start saving for future goals. For instance, I know Christmas is coming every year. But if I don't plan for it with six kids, it's going to be a hurtful time on our budget. So I have to remember that. Okay, if you've got something that you consistently know is coming, start now. Or if your car's starting to make some noises and you know a new one's coming, go ahead and start saving now. And then educate yourself. Make sure that you have the tools you need to be successful. If you don't know what compounding interest is, by golly, look it up. It might break your heart a little bit, but there's little calculators on there that can tell you what you're likely to pay if you don't tackle that debt quickly. Powerful tools are available out there for you. And if they're used properly, they can be fantastic. And then remember that stuff can't make you happy. It was never intended to. There's not a thing out there that you can buy that is going to cover over the pain that you may be going through in the moment. Okay. If you're like me, you're having a rough day. You want to go do something. You want to go get some chocolate or you want to go buy something. Just pause for a minute and acknowledge that that's not really going to help you in the long run. So it's time for our two cents. And I want to challenge you. In a culture of spending beyond your, ne- your means, maybe it's time to be a rebel and create healthy financial habits. I know it doesn't feel like being a rebel when I say that, but it is. It's countercultural because the journey to financial independence starts with your daily decisions that move you toward your goals. And there is no secret sauce, by the way, to financial independence, but there are some fundamentals that help you on your journey. And we've got access to one of those for free that you can get on our website Go to getreadyforthefuture.com slash keys, or if you prefer to text, you can text the word keys, K-E-Y-S, to 501-381-5228. Again, that's 501-381-5228, or you can go to getreadyforthefuture.com slash keys. Just a real quick checkup to see if you're on the right path and give you some maybe some springboard points to help you on your journey. Thank you guys so much for joining. If you haven't already and you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you can help others find this episode and other episodes like it. I really appreciate you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.